with us on the live stream today. Uh, I'd hope to see some of you here in our midst. I hope that you're coming later to our friends and family. This is Friends and Family Sunday, and I am so thankful that after COVID, we are reinstituting our Friends and Family Sunday, the last Sunday of the month. And we have fellowship, and we bring friends, and we invite people. So the beginning of the service will start here in the sanctuary here at Praise Chapel, and the remainder or the second portion or the second service, whatever you want to call it, is we are going over to the community center. We've brought food. We've been generous. We've, we're giving people. We're loving people. And uh, we're going to meet with people that are just coming in from the community, whoever, who have invited their friends. They were invited last week to know that we're, we're good cooks over here. You guys were amazing cooks. So give yourself a hand for all the labor and that you went into preparing everything that you brought today. Um, I, I know that Pastor, just as he said, can't wait. But um, my heart was like, oh my goodness, there is so much going on in the realm of the spirit. I just said, Lord, what in the world do you want to talk about today? And we're leaving here today. So I just want to give you some instruction. Uh, we'll all be leaving here no later than 1130. You don't, there's no need to go earlier. We're just going to all go over. We're going to be together the whole time. We're going to be together. We're going to be unified. We're going to be in one accord. And uh, we'll be going over and get ready, and we're going to then set up the table. We're going to meet and greet as people come in to our food outreach this Sunday. We're going to sit down. We're going to get to know them. We're going to be breaking bread with them and sharing our lives and listening and just sharing who we are, getting bonded and getting closer. And then uh, when the team, the um, food outreach team is finished serving everybody, they're going to come and eat. So we got to save fate. you got to save some food for the guys that are coming in now. Okay. So just little bits. We're going to break it into the fishes and loaves if we're low on food. But I want us to have a wonderful time. I want it to be an Acts 2 and an Acts 4 moment because we're not that many days outside of Pentecost. But I want to read to you uh, this morning. This was a prophetic word that was sent to me by Karen Pearson. Um, <coughs> she's a member of this church, except she lives in, um, she lives in uh, Arizona, in Tucson. And uh, could you just give me a little more volume on my microphone? I really sang out my heart up there. Uh, I just couldn't help it. It just came out of my heart. Come, come, Lord Jesus, come. The spirit and the bride say, come. So I definitely want you to hear this prophetic word. Oh, now. Hold on a minute. Yep, there it is. Okay. Uh, this prophetic word was given on the weekend of Pentecost. That was just a few weekends ago, June 5th. Hard to believe. It seems like so long ago, yet just like yesterday in same way, some ways. So this is an important prophetic word. A prophetic word means that there was an anointing that came upon someone, and they began, God began to use that vessel to speak forth his word so that we could hear it. Um, the Apostle Paul, a lot of people, uh, maybe it's a little too much now. Maybe I need to angle it so I don't get my breath hitting it every second. But um, that's what I'll do. Angle it, Kathy. Angle it. There's an angle to everything, okay? 
even fishing, anglers. Okay, only for the guys would get that joke. All right, so that was from the Holy Spirit. I don't know anything about too much about fishing. But this came the weekend of Pentecost. For a refresher, what was happening here in this church was the powerful experience of the presence of the Holy Spirit. We were in awe here. God was doing something. We knew something was come. We had been in anticipation, in prayer, fasting, seeking the Lord, much like we were. Calm, Holy Spirit. Calm, Holy Spirit. And um, God was moving, and we've seen him moving since. It's been amazing. You have to keep your eyes open and watch for God and Holy Spirit movings and sightings. But this is the word that came through someone. His name, uh, I'll tell you at the end. And this is what it was. I just hear the Lord saying, the enemy knows what's coming. But my concern, says the Lord, is much of my body does not see what is coming. For they look through the eyes of the battle, and they are fatigued. But I would say unto this people, I am releasing wind from the four corners of the earth that will bring a refreshing to my body, says the Lord. For there is about to be the altar of altars that is a false altar come down. For in the turning of Roe versus Wade, Watch and see. It will be the one that will free all others to come in place. Watch and see how the worship from the darkness that has worshipped the shedding of innocent blood. But watch and see as that false altar comes down. Everything will become easier. But know this, says the Lord, there is a great and intense battle that is ahead. Do not become faint. Do not become weary in well-doing. Do not despise the season that is upon you. For this season that is so tough, says the Lord, is only the preparation for the season of victory that is at hand. For raise up your eyes, says the Lord, and see that I have spoken throughout creation about this time. And understand that the evil will be put underfoot, says the Lord. For I shall pull down, for even though the bell is cracked, and does not release the same frequency of sound that it was created to, so did this nation become cracked, says the Lord. So did this nation become damaged. But it became damaged because my church hid before, behind four walls. My church retreated and just turned it over for those of evil to run rampant. But my church is awakening, says the Lord. My church is being strengthened right now.
And that was by Clay Nash, who gave that prophetic word. Amen? Um, I resonate in the spirit uh, with this word of encouragement. So there's no way that I could just, I know we have limited uh, time in this portion of our service, but there's no way I can speak to you. I have something I do want to speak about Roe versus Wade. Not necessarily that, but the impact of the abortive spirit that has been in the spirit realm for millennia, thousands of years, beginning with Adam and Eve. Satan wrapped himself around that tree in the garden as the serpent, and he began to sow a story and put in there her mind something that they could believe that would abort their divine purpose. Do you see? The abortive spirit. He couldn't abort them before they were created because he had no power to do so. God created them, and that spirit then had to come after they were alive. This has been manifested throughout the millennia since then in stories. We don't have time to get into that today, but we will. And I hope uh, that you can hear the testimony because I, for one, think it's very powerful. It was a personal experience to me, a very personal and highly holy and terrifying at time experience that I had with the Lord. There's very prophetic numbers with it, and I don't want to get into that today, but that is coming to help us understand what has come upon the earth. Okay? Many of you, most of you should know that Roe versus Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court. It happened officially... June 24th. Now, in May, uh, I believe it was, the writing or the, the uh, law that was, or, or the overturning of it, the document was leaked to the public ahead of time. That was done for various reasons. But I just want to tell you, <coughs> it seemed like, oh, because we were expecting this to come down from the Supreme Court. It seemed like there was a delay on it, but there was no delay. The enemy thought he was delaying things. The enemy thought he could change things, but it was impossible to change another appointed time, an appointed time for this to be overturned. Just as the feasts and the seasons are appointed times, okay, in God's timing. It is so great and vast. Who can know it? Who can fathom the ways of God? Who can understand but that he give us revelation, that he give us insights? We are mere men. We are. He is our creator. 
He knows all things. Who can know him? But at this time in your life, some of you were not born when Roe versus Wade was established. And we'll talk about all of this later, but I want to say this. It was not delayed. No matter what protest, no matter what said, God said, enough. And when I speak on this, we're going to understand some principles that operate with this. God operates in the courts of heaven. God says that all authority on earth comes from him, the good and the bad of it. Those who take his authority and pervert it, we have to deal with that. Yet the Bible says all authority comes from him. And in the courts of heaven, he determined that June 24, 2022, that would be overturned. Now, you may have opinions about it, and everyone will, and we will be talking about that. I'm not here to convince you one way or another. We're just here to talk about what this really means. What this meant in our nation is that when they released this decision, it meant that the federal government cannot impose this upon the people. Our Constitution said it is a, our, our, our republic or our land or the United States is for the people <laughs> and by the people. That means we decide in our multiple states what we want in our state that we're living in. If we don't like what's going on, we try to change it through the democratic process, correct? And we continue on, and we continue on till we get, till the majority gets what they want. This is a democracy. Now, mind you, God doesn't have a democracy. We don't get to go to God and vote on it and tell him what we like and what we don't. His government is a, this is totally not in my notes. Uh, this has nothing to do with what I was going to tell you. It's just flowing by the spirit here. God is a theo, it's theo. Theo means God. It means theocracy. It means he is the king. He is the rightful creator. He is the sovereign. And what he says goes. Okay? We don't vote on it. We just rejoice because we know that everything, every good thing comes from above. And he would want nothing less than the best for us. And therefore, we don't have to understand it all. So we don't get to process that and decide. But in this world that we live in right now in the United States of America, this is due process. And we can change that. This decision came. The original decision to legalize abortion in the United States of America came in 1973. January 22nd, 1973. You can't imagine what was going on in the world in 1973. 
we will talk about it in the future. It may take a couple of Sundays, but I want you to understand the workings and the movings of God in the last 49 years and 153 days. Now, those two numbers should kind of spark some interest, especially if you're coming to the Bible study on 49. For we know that in God's word, he talks about seasons, weeks, timings, things that happen. Every 49 years, the people were to stand on the 49th year and shout 50. And that meant 50 was a jubilee. And God wiped things and changed things and did things over. And we just came through a season of this being legalized not only in America. It was America who taught the world who financed, who brought them machinery and, and, and medical technology to commit abortions. And just in America alone, in the last 49 years and 153 days, there were over 60 million children that... have gone to heaven. That's just America. It's almost 1.7 billion that have been lost to the abortive spirit. I'm not talking about my body, my choice. You know, I think it's very interesting that that is a mantra that we've all come to hear uh, and I, I, I do, I'm not led by political things. I, I'm a woman of God, and I answer to God, and I have the fear of God. And I, I have to say, God, what do you say? And there's a couple of times in the Bible that this abortive spirit literally murdered children. We'll be talking about that. And why. So, 49 years. So January 22nd, in my spirit, I knew the date because of what happened to me 33 years ago with God. When he took me apart, in one of the lowest moments of my life and began to teach me the operations of this spirit. It is designed that whatever God's plan and purpose is for you will never come to pass before you take your first breath of air. It continues to be designed. This spirit has touched every one of you. Every one of you, I guarantee it. That abortive spirit has come to keep you abort God's plan and purpose that has been written in the books of heaven to keep it from coming to pass. Okay? So... <clears throat> 
what this means and this mantra we've had, uh, my body, my choice, we hear it all the time. We've heard it for years. My body, my choice. I, I kind of feel that it is my body and my choice to do things. I've been giving, given, you know, the God-given right. He gave me this body, and it's my choice to take care of it. <laughs> it's my choice to whatever. Uh, I can abuse it. I can do whatever with it. I can sin with it, or I can glorify God with it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not totally against uh, that mantra. But what I don't understand, and I think that we all should just perceive in listening to it, and that goes over and over, that was not applied by many or thousands of the people that use this mantra in their daily life and thinking when it came to a federal, another federal mandate not just a law, but a mandate to put on a mask and take a human biological experiment called a vaccine into your body. People were forced, yet that mantra didn't... Do you see how the enemy can blind us? On one case, we're saying, my body, my choice. On the other, we just said, yes, we'll do whatever you want. Do you see what I'm saying? There weren't like, there weren't riots out on the street. I understand the circumstances, but I want to get, I want you to think about how we can be blinded and our thoughts, our human thoughts can be twisted if we don't press in and say, God, give me the mind of Christ because the enemy is ever present to help confuse us. 49 years, so on January 22nd, 2022, 49 years, I know this because I understand, and I'm like, we could shout Jubilee. That's what we're supposed to do. Can we have freedom from this thing? That's the hope in my spirit. It's the hope in all of us. Can there be a change? Can restoration come? Because that's what the 50 does there's restoration to bring things back to the way God wanted them no matter what's been done there's forgiveness there's all sorts of rejoicing and prosperity comes in the 50th year and if you were in prison you get out i mean it's it's glorious so so whether literally prison or if we're in prison of our own thinking and our own doing Freedom comes. Do we dare do it on January 22nd, 2022? By faith, we shout, 50, Jubilee. None of us knew this was in the hopper. We hoped. We dared beyond. I know that some that might just be coming in and listening today, you might have a total different view, but I just ask you to stay with me and, and come back for what I want to share with you, the incredible revelation and vision and experience that God gave me in 1989. I was a young woman with a young child.
and three older children about to face my maker. And it was so profoundly changed my life on this topic that I can't deny it. And I make no apologies. I pray you don't, it doesn't offend you when we talk about it, but I can only give you the truth. That's all I can give you. 153 days later, after shouting Jubilee, guess what happened? June 24th, 22. It was overturned. That doesn't mean it's federally and it's all done. It was just overturned that the federal government can no longer usurp their authority over your choice now. It is your body and your choice because now you have a choice. It's been given back to the people. It doesn't mean that it was totally outlawed. It means that now you have a choice. You can go to the governors. You can go to the polls. You can start letting your senators and the people that make the bills and the laws in your state, you can make it known what your heart's desire is. All of us have that right. So you see, when that happened, there were three states, I believe it was, uh, uh, I know it was Arkansas, Texas, others already had, uh, maybe Mississippi, had things on the books that would totally uh, outlaw abortion in their states ahead of time. They'd been doing work on it. And there are others, there are quite a few states, but there are some that have laws that they're trying to pass, that not only um, can you have an abortion in their state, but 28 days after that child is born, that, that child, can, their life can be ended. That's 20 day, 28 days. That's in the state of California. They're working on passing that law. It doesn't sound possible. What? The child's breathing? Like, how can that be possible? Isn't this... This is no longer tissue, fetal tissue. This is a breathing life human being. But I tell you, this is where we are. So we need to contend. And we need, I want God to be happy. I want him to be pleased. And so we continue to pray. We continue to repent. And we continue to love. And we love those women. Yes. And we love those, and we share our hearts. That's what we can do. He gave you your testimony to share in love. Uh, has anybody, I've said it several times now, the number 153, does that ring a bell? Do you see the preciseness of God? If you don't, this week, your homework is to go and Google what, the, what it means, the Bible number of 153. 153 fish. 153 represents many things, and it represents the sons of God and many other things that we'll learn about. But I'm telling you, this was an appointed time. God appointed it. There's very prophetic happenings about it. And when I correlate that with my experience on it, it even gets deeper. So I want to leave it with this. I just want to say that all in all, 
June 24, 2022, was a good day for the children of God. It was a good day. Amen. Can somebody tell me what time it is? Because I went way beyond that. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a scripture today. You can't leave the the uh, stream or the house without saying, she didn't even give us a scripture today. Okay. I'm, I want to talk about the family of God because this is Friends and Family Day. And we are the family of God. And we're going to close ranks. And we're going to keep that abortive spirit out of our lives together. Amen? I, I contend to have your back. And somebody's going to have a front, and somebody's going to be on your side, and the other side. We're going to walk together in the power of love, in the power of understanding, in the power of unconditional love, in the hope of Jesus Christ, in the hope of the power and the moving of the Holy Spirit to change us. We can't do that. We try and fail horribly. So any successes that you've had, trust me, it wasn't just you. It was you and God walking alongside together, okay? Give him all the glory for the great and glorious things he's done in your life. We're not that many weeks out of Pentecost. We're talking out of the book of Acts uh, the Apostle Luke wrote that entire book. Uh, he was a physician, he was in the medical field, and he was very precise on how he wrote things. He wanted to make sure that what he was writing down gave us a good picture. I've got a zillion questions to ask him when I get to heaven about this, that, and the other, and how I wondered about this and that that he left out because I'm Kathy and I ask the million questions. But... We have a pretty good, if you read the whole book of Acts, we have a pretty good story of what was happening. We know the Holy Spirit blew in there and the wind and everything changed and the tongues of fire came and God anointed them to speak languages they'd never learned before and suddenly God not only anointed them to do that, but there was an anointing upon the people to hear and understand the gospel and what was being said in their own language. I talked that day and said, it's kind of like us saying, hey man, you're talking my language. It's when we understand a concept when someone else is speaking and God continues to anoint this happening and it's still happening. And I want us in the next few weeks just... If any of you have something and an experience like that that you want to share, I'd like to give you a five minutes in our services like we had about testimonies of the move of God right now. You see, this thing that I just talked about, you, uh, the, the abortive spirit in Roe versus Wade, that's the move of the spirit, folks. That is the move of the spirit. Don't make me spit. <laughs> I'm spewing out here. It's the move of the spirit. You, you, it can't be denied. No one can deny it. People are shocked. It's the move of the spirit of God. And he's moving on us and changing in our lives. Some people have told me, I don't know, I can't articulate it, but I know that something's changing in me. 
Amen? So let's read uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 32, 5 through 11. I'm just going to take a few minutes here to read it. And this is what they were doing. Okay? You know, as God's family, we're called to be people who walk in love, who walk in forgiveness, in acceptance, and that we give generously, not only of our hearts and our prayers, but of our lives and of our resources. In verse 42, Acts chapter 44, verse 32, they joined with the other believers and devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship sharing in the Lord's Supper and prayer. I just want to stop there. That's pretty much what we've been doing this morning. Mm -hmm. And we're about to share. The Lord's Supper is communion, but we, as we eat and break bread in this meal, we're making covenant with one another in prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. This morning in worship, I had moments of awe. During our practice, I had moments of awe. I just wanted to stay in the presence of God this morning. It was so powerful. I just, I, I felt like any minute I could start floating up to the ceiling. Just being drawn, taking off the burdens of this world. Focusing my eyes upon the one that my heart loves. Jesus, the desire of the nations, whether they know it or not. In verse 44, and all the believers met together constantly and shared everything they had. I'm loving that we're doing friends and family because we're going to have time together. A few minutes of doing, coming together at church, it's not enough. It's that time that we have together. Verse 45, and they shared everything they had. Listen to this. Listen to this. They sold their possessions and shared the proceeds with those in need. If they didn't have money in their bank accounts, there wasn't banking that, but do you know what I mean? In the cookie jar, whatever, wherever they had a few coins or whatever. If they didn't have that, they sold some of the things that they owned. You, are you getting that? They sold their possessions. And they shared the proceeds the funds they got with it, with those who had need. Verse 46, they worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. And they shared their meals with great joy and generosity, just like we're going to do today. All the while praising God 
and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. Can you imagine if one of you heard that Lonnie and I had come to the end of resources? Right? They're coming to get my car. I haven't been able to make the payment in two months. And somebody heard about that. I'd ask somebody to pray, and somebody said, yeah, you've got to pray for pastor, pastors because they haven't been able to make that payment, you know. And they've used every resource they have. Can you imagine what if one of you sold your fancy car and you got a simple car and you, can't, and, and you heard that they came and gave pastor and I the money to not only make our payments but to pay the, whole, the rest of the, the loan off? Do you see what I mean? This is what I'm talking about. They were sharing their resources. I mean, we got to break this down into, I liked what Sean said in the Bible study Friday night. We were talking about, you know, some, they weren't necessarily complex, but we're really digging deep here. And he says, well, this is the best way I know how to do this. I like to make it personal. How can I apply this to my life? And that's why I'm breaking this down. You know, I've got plenty of stuff around that I don't use that I bet I could sell right now and get a little money for it, have a yard sale. Do you see what I'm saying? This is what they were doing. And some of them were selling land. I know someone sitting in this church many years ago had sold a piece of property, and they came and they gave their tithe their 10% or whatever it was. I have no idea what they sold it for. All I know is they came and they brought it to Lonnie and myself, not for us, but because of a work and an expansion. It was the first time we tried to get this building uh, now 15, 16 years ago. And it went, fell through. They may not know that money did not go to waste. It was substantial. It was multiple thousands of dollars. Multiple. I don't remember, but I think it was over 50 grand. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking 10,000, 20. I, I think it was at least 50 grand. And they gave it, and when that fell through, they never came back to say, what did you do with that money? That money wasn't squandered because what we had planned to do with that building, we were able to take those funds and expand the school, which has the child care center in it right now. Do you see what I'm saying? It wasn't what we had hoped for, but now that has all turned around. The equity of the properties has allowed us to buy that building. It still went into what we're doing. And the preschool is going to move over there soon. Is that amazing? Now, I want to tell you, I, I, uh, uh, those people might know who they are right now sitting in here, but I'm just saying that was an Acts chapter 4 manifestation of a heart that was saying, 
Riches are important. It makes our world better, and we pay our bills and keep a roof over our head. But I'm not going to squander this. I'm going to bring it to the house of the Lord, and I'm going to let the economy of the kingdom of God and however the blessings and the interest from heaven come upon that, and I'm going to let it be expanded, and I'm going to let God use it for his plans and his purposes for the many. And now we're about ready to go over there and eat and break bread and have a big food outrage. Is that amazing? That's the heart I want. That's the heart I strive for. I never want wealth or riches or things to be more important than what I can give to God, the kingdom, and his people. Amen? Amen. So that's a beautiful story. We broke it down. Somebody right here in this room practiced some of what we just read there. And all the while, they were praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. I just want to remind you that Jesus does watch our offering. I'm not doing this to pump up our offering because we haven't taken it. Or any of you who are online that may want to make a donation, you can go to our website. There are many ways to give in Praise Chapel. You can do it online. You can just donate there. You can support. If you're being fed here and you show up every week, you can support what God is doing. You're not leaving here without bread. If you ate something that was good here today, you know, you can be a part of that. But, um, oh, I lost my track now, going off on that. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their group those who are being saved. It seems like we could almost make it an equation when we're operating this way. God will bring those to us. Amen? Amen? Hope I didn't chase you folks out of here. (laughs) Okay. So I just want to say, somebody give me a heads up on time right now. 11.15? Okay. Okay. So the big idea that we get out of this right now is that as God's family, we're called to be the people who walk in love, acceptance, forgiveness, and give generously of our hearts and and our lives and our resources. I just want to read a couple uh, couple more scriptures to you, and then we're going to close. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Ephesians 5.1. What the heck does that mean? It means, let's break it down. You, most of you have heard the phrase, what would Jesus do? That means to imitate what Jesus would do. Do what Jesus would do. If you're in a circumstance and you don't know what to do, then stop, take a minute, pray, and go, Lord, what would you do? In the situation, in the situation, if you're meeting or someone is a friend in need or you have your own need, you know what? 
Lord, I don't know what to do, then say, Lord, what would you do? Jesus, what would you do? That's what it means. And then do it when you feel led to do something. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Ephesians 5, 1. And Jesus said, by this will all men know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. All people are going to know that. John 13, 35. Lord, do you want to end there? You want to end with one more story? Oh, here's a good one. Romans 5, 17. So accept each other just as Christ has accepted you. Then God will be glorified. Accept each other just like he accepted you. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God said, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. Hebrews 13, 5. Are you loving it? Amen. Okay, I want to tell you a little story and then we're going to close. We're going to take our offering. But I want to tell you a little story that happened to us after class at the Bible study. We went to four year for you ice cream. And while we were uh, after, a handful of us, not everybody could go. Sorry you had to miss out on this, Sean Wilder. You would have loved it, this moment. You would have been blessed. I mean, but we sh- we're sharing the blessing with all of you right now. So we get there. We stand in line. Some of us were coming in different cars as, you know, as we got there. So Lonnie and I kind of got there closest. Somehow we got apart closer and we went up and got in line. And you know how for you, for you ice cream, it's like the hottest place in New Hampshire, Vermont area, okay, for ice cream. The biggest portions, the lowest price, the best ice cream, okay, for ice cream lovers, and New Englanders are ice cream lovers. We get in line. So we're in line, and this guy kind of comes up, uh, tall, good-looking young man, uh, probably 40, late 30s, He comes up, he's there, got his glasses on, and he's standing there alone, and then some of our people start coming in, and they come behind him. So I'm like, hey, he has no idea, this huge crowd, and we don't want to stand in front of this guy. Let's let this guy go in front of us. So I just said, hey, how you doing? Are you all alone? And he goes, he kind of was like, first of all, why is this lady talking to me? (laughs) And it looks like she's got her man there. Is she hitting on me? No, he really wasn't thinking that. But, you know, I mean, anybody could think anything. So he goes, uh, uh, no, no, my, my girlfriend is coming. Like, she's going to get in line with me. I said, oh. I said, well, I don't know. You kind of understand. He says, you know, he was looking at me like, why are you asking? And I go, well, I don't know. You just kind of looked like you were lonely standing there all alone. I said, we've got a big group coming. And uh, we just kind of want to let you go ahead of us, you know, in line. Would you like that? And he's like, well, why, why would you do that? If my girlfriend comes, are you going to let her get in front of your people that are back here? And I'm like, 
well, of course we would, but I said the whole idea is what I'm trying to express here is we want to prefer you. We want to prefer you and just have you go ahead of us. I said, it's just a little blessing, us to you. And he goes, oh, so then this girlfriend uh, finally gets there and Lonnie looks at her and he says, hi, I'm like, hi, how you doing? And she's like, I could tell that they were kind of a newer couple, you know, they didn't know each other all that well because Lonnie said, uh, hey, he told us that, that we're, really ex- we're really glad to meet you because he told us that you're buying. <laughs> and then she's looking like, what? <laughs> what? And we're just laughing. We're having a good time. And about that time, uh, I had found out that Althea has never been to 4U Ice Cream. This is a godly story here. I just want you to know we're getting there. I'm taking a little time like like Brother Steve likes to do when he's preaching, you know, and he's telling a story. But this is a real one. has a good ending. So anyway, they get in line, and we go, seriously, we, wanna, we just want to prefer you guys. And I had said, are you kidding, Althea? You've never been here yet? I'm so excited. And I'm telling those guys. They finally moved in front of Lonnie. And I go, it's amazing. I love it when I come here, and there's somebody who's never been here yet, you know, because this place, you know ice cream lover place. So we get in line. Everybody's going up, finding out. I tell the people, if you don't know what the things are, go up to the, just go up to the sign. We'll hold your place in line. No worries. We get up. We order our ice cream. Uh, they hear a few people saying, pastor this, pastor that. Pastor said, I'm buying. I'm going to buy everybody's ice cream today. So he, we, we're going up there. Um, we're just in line. We're not doing any more love other than what Jesus would do. He wasn't always there to announce when he went to a place that he didn't know somebody, I am the son of the living God. Do you know me? My name is Jesus. I am the prophesied one. See, he did ministry evangelical outreach in different ways. What would Jesus do? And we were just loving. We were saying, hey. We're having a good time, good sense of humor. Holy Spirit does have. We're standing up there. Everybody's in line. They go to the other windows. They got two, two windows operating, so they're in this one. We're already at this one, be, you know, and, and they're getting their ice cream, but we've got this long line of people that are ordering, and the next thing you know, the guy comes over as he's leaving, and we knew I saw him do something and talk to the cashier at our window, and he handed her something, so I didn't really know what that was about, but it wasn't until we got to the end, and she told Lonnie, she says, hey, uh, that man that just talked to me here while you guys were ordering, uh, he, he gave me this $20 bill to go towards the order, and I'm going to take that off the top. So what did it wind up costing you, Pastor? Like, how much? $2.50. Is that awesome? Now, that was really precious, and we thought, but the problem was, by the time we found all that out, they had already walked down the parking lot, and and we couldn't see them anymore. They were gone in 60 seconds. Well, yesterday, when Pastor and I were out purchasing items for today's potluck, we were over at Shaw's, and we had been delayed many times to get to the store. I mean, 
it was one thing or another. We finally got over there. We're in the store. We finally get to the checkout, and there's this girl that kind of walks by, and I said, Lonnie, is that that girl that was at the ice cream place last night? And he goes, I said, it sure looks like her, but we didn't see her that long, you know, and he goes, yeah, I think it is. You should go over and talk to her, and I go, well, I'm not sure it's her, so I was just waiting on the Holy Spirit to tell me to go over. Well, the Lord told him to go over before I did. I stayed in line in our basket. Oh, but a lot of people have those, so I wasn't sure. It had to be. So anyway, he goes over. And see, we were lamenting. I was just saying that night, Friday night, I was like, I wanted to tell them, thank you, Lord. So I'm asking you to bless them. Bless their socks off. He has no idea what he just sewed into. Really. It's like Jesus is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. He just sewed into Jesus. <laughs> he sewed into the kingdom. Do you get it? I want you to see every action that you have goes further than you just think, I did this. You're sewing into the kingdom of God. So here she is. Lonnie goes over and he goes, hey, are you, you know, yeah, we saw you last night. Hey, we just want to tell you guys what a blessing that was. Be sure and tell him how much that touched everyone's hearts. And, you know, she was all fine. But no, okay, so what are the chances that this is going to come full circle? The Holy Spirit is moving. If Lonnie and I had gotten there when we wanted to, if I hadn't be, been delayed, at, or he hadn't been delayed at the deli counter, and we got up there sooner, do you see? Appointed times. Just maybe on a simple scale. But someday I might get in heaven and find out what happened to those two. Do you hear me? God is moving. God is moving. I pray. Lord, seal this word. Let us be the family of God. Let us do what you would do. In Jesus' name we pray. And we pray over the outreach today and the rest of our day. And we rejoice. We so rejoice with being with you. We now prepare for the offering the offering and we say goodbye to all of you thank you for joining us and listening uh in today and being a part of our lives